Welcome everybody to another exciting, exciting installment of the TBA show with your host that does the most, even when he's making toast, the one, the only, DJ Stones. And with me here is me, the man, the myth, the legend, the boy who returned and never left, the Simp Lord himself, DJ Simp. What up everybody? How's it, how's it, guys? And over here, we got the one that shall not be named. DJ Take Chad. <laughs> the Chad of Chads. <laughs> What's up? Uh, you know, it's so weird. Like, a lot of the best villains don't have noses. Well, Thanos had a nose, I think. Yeah, Thanos. I Thanos. said some. I don't know if I said all. Well, you said a lot, actually. Davy Jones. Sal had a nose. Sal didn't have a nose. Well, when he first popped up, yeah, he but didn't perfect have a nose. Who cares about any other Sal? <laughs> perfect Sal have a nose? Yeah, of course. Yeah. had the... The triangle uh, Freezer nose. had a nose. What's Freezer his name? David Jones. It depends on the media the we're speaking about here, because yeah. in live action movies, yeah, I guess a lot of the prominent villains. Yeah, yes, there's yes, other yes. villains. What? David Jones never had a nose. Voldemort, Vecna. I feel like we're forgetting some of the best. Joker had a nose. Mm. Okay, cool. The point made. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh? Huh? Before yeah. I get humiliated on. Bane had a nose. On on, on our radio. Doctor Octopus had a nose. Let us go and enjoy these tunes. I have a nose. <laughs> yeah. The Green Goblin had a nose. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Terra Blade doesn't have a nose. Ah, the cable is child. child. I found the cable here. Just move it around. How y'all niggas have child cables already? You, you have to figure out what it likes, like a woman. <laughs> Which is, never mind. There's touch a certain way you touch it. Touch course. it in different ways. Wow. Yeah, let's pause, let's pause, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go, go let's go, go, let's go. go. We might speak at one times five speed. Yeah, yeah. Keep going back in three, two, one. Yeah, we are back right here. And boy, we have we have some good, good, good topics to talk about. Hmm. You know something I did want to speak about? It's not really news related, but I just thought of it right now. What do you guys think of the whole push to wireless that we've been seeing the past couple of years? Uh, 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 for me, it's just something interesting that I noticed and stuff. Because in a lot of ways, we have accepted wireless as the, the way forward. Yeah. And for me, I don't even know if that's the best solution to it. But most mm. of the time, it's cool. But what do you guys think? So, for, for, for example, almost everything you own now can mm. and is wireless. I mean, we even yeah. have wireless charging for, for, for goodness sake. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Hey. I feel like it's the next frontier. Um, because also from this, usually when you look at tech, it builds upon each other. So from this, some sort of tech will be built up. For example, there was this one, um, um, it was even patented, uh, 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 kind of like hardware, software thingy. Basically, how it worked was you'd put your phone, let's say, on a desk, and then the light, uh, so let's say the lamp or something, a lamp on your desk or a lamp in the ceiling, um, of course, emitting light, but I forgot the ways it would be sending through to charge your phone. Kind of like a wireless charger, yeah, 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 but yeah. from a distance. From a distance yeah. That you can be charging your phone as long as you leave it in the light of the yeah. lamp and stuff. So I think it's actually really cool because we could ca- get into situations where if you could be in a restaurant or you're out somewhere. And a, sp- a certain panel or circuit 
has been um you know put on the table yeah the yeah. desk that you can just put your phone down and you start to charge it while you wait yeah that could start to affect maybe even public transport you're in a bus or something you can put your phone down somewhere on the bus and it starts to charge so i think it's, it's actually pretty cool because the applications are numerous yeah i think for me i agree with what you're saying i'm just just looking at now a bit at the negative I wonder what the effects of something like that would be if yeah, it's cheaper. Mm. Like people take shortcuts, you know. Now you have, because this is radio waves. This is mm. things that if mm. used wrong can be radioactive. These are things that can cause um, not some of it massive problems, of, of course, to the, the amount that is used. And some of it minor problems, but it will cause health problems. Yeah. And, you know, people w- will want to go for cheaper alternatives. And now it's what are they cutting in order to yeah. cut costs, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that is for me the biggest concern because I know there was even things in the pipeline of allowing a specific room to be wi- allow wireless charging. So mm. as soon as mm. you walk into the room with a device, it will start charging your phone. Yeah. So yeah. now if they cut corners on, it, on, on that, you know, what repercussions will it have on someone's health? And obviously for the well-made, very expensive versions of these things, it will be brilliant. And like, cause you know, there's something. I've, there's a project I'm wanting to do now with my room, my room setup, and basically it's like building out like a what looks like a cordless environment, but like just hiding all the cords. But with that comes a wireless charger. But this wireless charger is so cool because you can d- mount it to the b- underneath of your table, and then it will give that specific area a wireless charge. Yeah, yeah. So you know that those stuff are cool. You know, knowing that I can just drop my phone on my table and it's charging. Yeah, it's charging. But obviously, the cheaper it becomes, the questions now come out saying, why? What are they cutting on? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion on it. I think it'll be interesting. You know, speaking of, like, interesting technologies in the space, um, what I also like right now, just smart home automation mm-hmm. that you can do, like, literally, like a DIY type of project where you get, like, these little NFC tags or stickers that you can place in different places in your house. And what they basically do, you can um, um, basically set... A specific set of instructions put into that NFC tag so that when you connect it with your device, certain things have to go off in your house. Mm. So what's interesting is that I've seen a lot of what people do now is that maybe they'll put it where normally your um, switch for your lights are. So over there, you put this tag and then you run your phone over there and then automatically it connects to the, um, you know how a lot of we have smart lights right now. Mm. So a lot of them have apps. So it automatically opens your phone up in the background and runs the app for your phone. So the lights cut on mm. and then you move it to your table and then the music starts playing that you'd normally like because of the, the tag on the table. Mm. And you can do that and it's a cheap way to kind of create your own smart home mm. by having these little things because these set of instructions can be put on for anything basically mm. on these tags and stuff and that's where i've been seeing where this is going uh, interestingly but for me when you come to the thing of the harmful effects i, I want to play devil's advocate with this one and say maybe we'll take some casualties in us getting to a truly wireless in- environment but maybe yeah. it'll be worth it yeah so yeah. to say yeah there's a lot of radiation or whatever a lot of that argument I've also heard when new technologies pop up. Yeah. When the mm. cell phone came into play yeah. and telephones went away, a lot of the people were like, okay, but this is not over a line or whatever. Yeah. So this wireless device is what impact could it have. Body, yeah. When we look at studies that tracked from the 90s mm. when we started having mobile devices mm. to now, the impact has been very minimal. Yeah. Yes, we've had seen increases in cancer and whatever, but that's mostly because of the food and the lack of exercise that people have. Yeah. That's more where it comes from and not necessarily the devices. Mm. So, I think that's an interesting part of it where like 
a lot of new technologies there will always be naysayers and people who think the worst of it but mm. over time man we've been able to see that a lot of these things the damage is minimal for a lot of them yes some damage is there but it's always minimal yeah you know i i just i just see it as you know can only go up from here because imagine as we develop how we could incorporate this into electric vehicles mm. dude you know the you can park your car somewhere and just it being parked yep, there could I be charging the car battery i think it was it was it in sweden or norway mm. i think one of it's known as one of the most greenest countries i mm. forgot which one it is right the one of the things they wanted to have for electrical cars is that you have a lane to charge so as you're driving through that lane your mm. car is charging exactly. so it uses the energy from i forgot i, I might I, I watched this long ago mm-hmm. so i might get some of the facts wrong but as you're driving through it right that creates energy yeah and yeah, that energy then gets given back to the car mm. and then you like have something under your car to receive it even because even um when it comes to automation as well as we start to get autonomous delivery drones that they themselves could go you know the, a specific hub let me say where they are situated or stored where they go from there maybe to pick up the um, package drop it and then they can just go back and while they're waiting they're charging yep. and it's like um, a hands-free process because mm. it'd be like a panel mm. that they uh, land on let's say that charges this mm. so it's just this autonomous process that's just going on where it keeps on so I think just going wireless is uh, there's only good from this eh? yeah. I well, honestly I'm not do the think better so. now what you normally do devil's advocate I think it's still very important that we have the people who see the problem because I believe that if there is no one to see that the conversation is not up. Yeah, we have regulation so we bodies. We don't we don't end up getting regulation bodies. So it takes time for regulation bodies to come. Oh, you mean the naysayers to new technologies? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think I think there's obviously a balance, you know, where we need them so that the awareness of the problems are there. At the same time the there's room for innovation for it to grow. You know, I think so as we've seen in the past, what happens when regulators come on to something too late, mm. like with the whole um, social media and stuff, they came on too late. It's, ca- it's really very late for them to do it, you know. And if there was like, may, uh, like naysayers or lobbyists at the time, I believe proper regulations, this type of regulations that are coming out now would have come out at the appropriate time. Because, yeah. you know, now they're wanting to make TikTok for children. And I believe that's a... A very very scary part to get into, you know. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be affecting. Uh, uh, look at what Instagram are doing to 13 year olds. Imagine now yep. that being given to six year olds, you know. You know, I touched a bit on um, autonomy. Then, uh, uh, what you call this? The um, uh, uh, you know, I just lost my train of thought. I almost said automatic drones. Please <laughs> <laughs> just cut that out. After I said, I touched a bit on autonomy. But anyway, uh, three, two, one. Yeah. yeah, I touched a bit on autonomy. So again, another improvement, I just remembered something now with autonomous drones is like um, a system Microsoft came up with. So I remember reading about this earlier, I think in the week, something called Project ASM by Microsoft. So it's also one of those, I'm going to explain it now, but upon hearing it and hearing about it and how it works, it's kind of like, why didn't we have this before? Why weren't we doing this before already? So... Basically, what Microsoft came up with uh, with Project ASM is um, a platform, let me say, or AI systems and models that will allow you to train autonomous drones mm. for real-world scenarios before they take their first flight. Mm. So every possible scenario they could ever face mm-hmm. can be um, 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 can be uh, what can I say covered for in a controlled environment, yeah. basically. 
because usually one thing, especially with the regulators that they were doing when you want to be having a, uh, flying an autonomous drone, mm-hmm. it would need to do a lot of real world flights. Yeah. A whole lot of hundreds, if not yeah. thousands, yeah. tens of thousands of mm-hmm. flights that they see, okay, we've covered all these scenarios, but these things are AI driven. You know, there's machine learning, computer vision. Mm. So in such a sense, you can train it in an AI model yeah. as well. So you go through millions of different test flights. And this saves them time because you a can lot run of time. them like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah, yeah. The, the normal training will take them months. Yeah. So basically you're pre-training the mm. drone that by the time it, it's taking its first flight, it's already like um, it has models built up to know how to counter every possible, or we can't say every, but like yeah, um, most possible scenarios. Yeah, most possible scenarios that can happen. Mm. I'm like, this is just going to skyrocket um, um, just... Uh, autonomous aviation in general yeah. eh? I think one of the biggest things though that they, they need to work on is the energy energy part of it you know because I believe if they can allow this thing imagine a drone that can last for about four or five days on flight you know I think that would be amazing and it can keep like a good speed while doing that you know imagine ordering something from Amazon in the US and then you get a drone to come drop it here mm. obviously not now it's, it's not possible because those things will die on their way oh here. And Amazon is coming here also. Yeah. No, but I'm saying it, it would make things yeah, cheaper. Yeah, make it cooler, yeah. Because they, they, they don't need to have a whole warehouse like this side. We're looking at it from just a tech perspective, but now looking at it from the financial aspect of it now. Yeah. How do we regulate that in terms of import duties and whatever? We could, a lot of countries, because they're not as advanced, or yeah. they could lose out on a lot of their revenue from just mm. import taxes and stuff. So it needs to be yeah. very aware of that because a country like South Africa, maybe, I don't even think us will be uh, as able to kind of um, interact with it in such a way where mm. we can still have those import duties because they're still very important to the economy of the country. Mm. But if you look at other third world countries, maybe they're not able to do that. Mm. So now it's basically like cutting out um, yes, the, the benefit to the consumer is that you get your packages cheaper, yeah. you get them faster. But now what happens to the country? Yeah. And now I think that's another important aspect of it. And that's another way in which these companies now um, can ev- avoid a lot of the expenses that they have to yeah. incur. Because mm. you have to pay, pay these duties on both sides, yeah. the company front and our side. Well, you know, when it comes to autonomous drones, I remember reading something that uh, since also uh, regulators and lawmakers are catching up with this, you basically have to sign up as like an aviation company. So mm. that's how you'll be treated with your mm-hmm. drones and stuff. So the same kind of, I guess, red tapes that, let's say, some cargo company, you know, via the transport stuff between cross-continental and all that stuff yeah. with planes, you're basically covered under that same umbrella. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like it's a good measure for now, but we need separate laws for such things. Yes, Because that is, the problem with that is still very archaic. It does not Mm. meet up to the standards of modern times. So you'll see that maybe they charge a fee for every flight that you have to take. These Mm. things will be taking thousands of flights. You can't use that same measuring stick Mm. to kind of um, make a ruling on this thing. So it'll be interesting where we'll go from there. Yeah. Yep. So the last two things, so the first one, something that has to be mentioned, the Webb Telescope's images. I don't James know if you guys Webb have seen. James Webb Telescope. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the image. I have. I saw it. It's pretty cool stuff. I think the, what's spe- spectacular, maybe for the people who don't understand what's happening, is it's basically images of, we're basically seeing galaxies and whatever. And the, yeah. That's nothing crazy. 
but because it, it's insane because the first time we're seeing these images because it would take them millions of light years to come to us yeah. so now basically we're seeing into the past mm. that's basically how that's why it's such a monumental achievement in terms of science and that's as what well people as the, hyped the, about the amount of the color we're able to see now yeah because yeah. what would happen before especially if there was what they call um what is the space dust it would cover up some stuff but yeah, now yeah, because of the be infrared um camera that's on there it's able to then pick through it and then what it does is that it can then pick out the color palettes that are actually forming there and then recreate it yeah yeah it which will allow because especially with the clarity of the images and stuff the amount of data i think we'll just be able to um scrape from these images the amount of information we'll be able to get about um probably even things we didn't even know about some of the heavenly bodies and stuff dude mm. like i still remember when they spoke and they're like every everything that you see in those images are mm. full galaxies you know yeah. like stars yeah and i was like to imagine that there are galaxies as big and crazy as ours mm. and there are that many out there that's yeah. what food freaked me out I'm like i'm yeah. looking at them like yeah that's absurd that is it's, it's hard to the, fathom the universe is ima- like you start feeling like a speck yeah mm. in the whole sequence of things because i was looking at this i'm like there's mm. no way man you look at this I'm like no this is a galaxy as big as yours even yeah. bigger yeah yeah, yeah there are many Stars that are bigger bigger than your galaxy yeah I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah and i guess the the biggest issue and i was like ugh, one of the, the, I don't know if it's a downside, but for me it's like an eh about, we see all of this and all we can do is observe. We cannot explore. We don't have the resources to explore yet. A lot of these things it would take. And like the, one of the biggest issues I was, when I was watching is a, there's a dilemma. So I could send, right, a, a what is it called, a voyage mm-hmm. through. And now the, the plan is that probably in the fifth generation we'll get to that, pl- that planet, right? But the issue that could happen is that by the time they get there, we could have we could have gotten technology fast enough to get us to that planet, yeah. right? So what ends up happening now is that you could then create a dilemma where now these people get there, now they realize their whole life was a waste. Yeah, you know that, and also something pretty existential is. <laughs> Wait, before you mention that, I yeah. want to touch on something interesting with the whole voyage thing. Mm. The other problem is our physiology will change, yeah. so we would. Yeah, a lot of the humans that would get there would not be the humans that left here. So yeah. because of generations of that, yeah. it yeah. would be because there's no there's there's a lack of gravity, for yeah. example, in the yeah. ships. So your body adapts there. So by mm. the time they get there, might, they might not even be able to survive. Yeah, yeah. and they might not be the humans that yeah. we left here. Yeah. Yeah. No, but so they yeah. have they need to use a lot of support systems yep. to be even able to walk yeah. on yep. this new planet. They'll be. But yeah, you were saying existential. But because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One thing that does get a bit existential when it comes to just space exploration is a, you know, with the whole how light travels, and we know um, uh, just by that we, uh, how we can tell the distances of some stars to us. That even as we try visit some systems, the star that we'll, we've been observing and want to visit could have been dead. That by the time. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Because the exactly. image that we get is not and live, basically. And also. Uh, Counting in the expansion of the universe, it's oh expanding. Yeah. It's constantly expanding. It could be not, it might not so, be here. yeah, exactly. So even reaching there is something that would take much longer than you would yeah. have thought you would uh, was gonna take to get there. Mm. So it's kind of one of those that it's it's kind of a um, uh, uh, what can I say? A very lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, something I don't see us getting anytime soon, or not even in the next lifetime. You know, like in ours or our kids. Or their kids. I don't see it being uh, something we're able to do anytime soon. 
No, I think you know one thing we can do is just start to colonize, you know, our local, um, in uh, our local solar system, in our local bubble, yeah. like the moon. You know, let's start setting up some moon bases. And no, stuff no, like no. That. Let's go straight to Mars. You, will, you know, no. we'll get there. I feel like the Mars will be untouched. Mars is really far. The hey? moon, moon is here, guys. So that's why we I'm can get to the moon in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. That's why I'm, I'm kind of like also uh, on team uh, Blue Origin. You know, mm. a lot with um, Bezos and stuff because they're. Their mission is, you know, let's get people back on the moon. Yeah. Let's get extended missions on the moon. So usually if there's prolonged human presence in a place, yeah. we start wanting to make it more comfortable for ourselves. Hence, um, there'll be a lot of development and so on, which would be really cool. Yeah. Something, I don't know if it's cool, it's half cool, half not. So basically there was a crypto crash, right? So we, we chatted a bit about it in a previous show. Um, there was a crypto crash and because of that there's now an influx of GPUs about to hit the market mm -hmm. So it was firstly created because of the stock crashes that have been happening Which has made people lose trust inside things like cryptocurrency and stuff yeah. Which was then made worse by the, the, the crumbling of Luna You know what's interesting for me um, with the whole crypto crash and the lack of what you mentioned The lack of trust in this system We've seen the stock market crash how many times yeah. in our lifetimes. Yep. And yet yeah. we think that crypto was exempt from this. Yeah. And maybe that is just us, the hubris of, of humans, thinking that because we created this... <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We think that because we created it and was for the people, mm. it would be different. But that's mm. what the whole economi economic system was before that. Mm. It's not like we came to the earth and there was economies yeah. and yeah. The yeah. how the stock market works and how money works in general. Mm. We created those systems for us to help us. Yeah. But now that... We felt like we had gone past that point, and because the, with technology, and I, I, I truly believe that it's it's a pride thing to think that okay, we can do this better than how the old older yeah. generation did yeah. it, and it will be perfect. Basically, w that was even the mentality of the two thousand and eight crash, pretty much. Just people's the hubris of people like now, nah, you know, all these um, like there wasn't there wasn't even a lot of fact checking when it came to investments in yeah. the housing market mm. and. You know the bonds that people were buying and so yeah. on and so forth like this system works yeah. it just works let's go for it's it it's perfect uh, it's perfect nothing can ever go it's never crashed before yeah. why would it crash now but the nice thing i guess from it for people who like game to gaming or like video production or 3d modeling graphic cards prices are going to be dropping yeah and as such, PC prices also are going to go down. Whoop, whoop. A lot of the components, even the components in a lot of cellular devices mm. were affected because a lot of these companies move manufacturing from doing things like your CPUs and GPUs and computers to moving a lot of the production lines to GPUs to try and meet the demand. Yep. Because obviously, there was a lot of demand, but there was a lot of money because they could hike up the prices. So from a business standpoint, it makes sense to go into the GPU market more or focus more on it. So, like, this is something interesting. According to TomHardways.com, right, the July prices for CPU went from um, 420. This is for GeForce um, RTX 360. Yeah. It went from $424 to $379. Damn. Yeah. The 3050, right, went from $315 to $304. The 6950 XT went from um, $1,600 to $1,069. Mm, that's a big drop off. The yeah. Radeon RX, uh, this is the 900 T, um, XT, mm -hmm. went from $875 to $769. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Those are significant price drops, eh? Yep. 
and it's still very expensive in South Africa. I guess we just still need to wait for this, these ones to go out of sale and for people to start bringing in new products. Because now here they're going to feel like they make it, they're going to make a loss. Yeah, I think you know, it'll be interesting is that the general price of a lot of things in, in terms of tech will drop, which is always a good thing because a lot of more people will just be able to get into tech. You know, yeah. I was speaking to a colleague of mine at work and he wanted to build like a gaming PC and stuff for, for just the chuckles, for mm. literally just to say I have one. And but he'd look at the prices of like GPUs. I'm like, don't don't do it now. It's, it's mm. not worth it. Yeah. Uh, to see that being a, a viable option again, where okay, instead of a PS5 being the default to get into gaming or whatever, mm. now I can go back to building a PC yeah. for cheaper, like how it used to be. That would be cool. And even just speaking on the PS5, things like that, where there was a sh- shortage and all of this, yeah. and the price hikes will go down eventually because they use those very GPUs yeah. Yeah. that we see in these in these yeah. markets. So that'll yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah, but that is it for this show. Hope you guys enjoyed. From me, the one, the only DJ Stones, and me over here on the left, the Simp Lord himself, DJ Sim. And with us was King of Chad, Chads of Chads, DJ Chad. We are signing out. Peace.
Active FM. Radio has never been better.